Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Welcome, transitioners. It's great to have you with us this morning. You know, as we transition through our life, one thing I can promise you, that you will continue having transitions all of your life. And how well you take them and adjust to them depends on how you understand that they are just a phase that you are in. It's not the way you will always be. And from every transition, there is growth. The growth that you get will lay a base for becoming a stronger individual by creating something great in your life, by recapturing the essence of who you are. All transitions are stepping stones. And so most of my guests are people that have gone through transitions, and they've come to share those so that you can prepare, you can use their wisdom, you can enlighten yourself as to how you can move forward in your life. Now, our topic today is very, very interesting. And I happen to be one of these people that we're going to be talking about. The question is, why does my child struggle? Now, as you know, all moms have had this challenge at some time. Or for me, I even saw some of my struggle as I was a young student trying to learn. I had trouble reading, and it plagued me through most of my early... It's still, I don't naturally go and pick up a book. It gives me thought. It takes me longer to read a page than some people. And so it has always been a challenge for me. Well, as I did the research, I learned some things about me. So one of the things that we all know is that children like adults, we want to succeed. A child who is truly struggling in school, like I was, can be facing learning disabilities that make success difficult and ends up programming false beliefs about their limitations that they can achieve in their adult life. These limitations they'll spend their adult life overcoming. A learning disability results from a difference in the way a person's brain is wired. Children with learning disabilities are as smart or smarter than their peers, but they may have difficulty reading Hello, that's me. Writing, spelling, reasoning, recalling, and or organizing information. 
if they're left to figure things out by themselves <laughs> or if taught in conventional ways. Now, back in the day, when I was a student, I don't know how many support um, uh, support groups or coaches or um, if a, just a normal, it, oh, how am I saying this? Just in a, a normal parent not being exposed to working with a, a clinical psychologist or someone that could help with this learning disability would be able to actually pick up on it. It was more of they just say she wasn't as smart as somebody else. So this message gets put into your brain. Now, we're going to talk about this, my guest and I, the next segment, a learning disability can be, can't be cured or fixed. It is a lifelong issue. Parents can help children with learning disabilities achieve such successes by encouraging their strengths. I was always a creative child. So maybe endorsing that would have been a great way to support my um, dropping um, confidence level. Knowing their weaknesses, understanding their educational system, working with professionals and learning about strategies for dealing with specific difficulties. Now, I love this because, you know, one of my favorite, favorite people to quote is Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein couldn't read until he was nine years old. I bet his mom was freaked. Walt Disney, General George Patton, Vice President Nelson Rockefeller had trouble reading all their lives. Whoopi Goldberg and Charles Schwab and many others have learning disabilities which have affected their, which haven't affected their ultimate success. Some figures for you figure people out there, 15% of the U.S. population, that would be one in seven Americans, has some type of learning disability, according to the National Institute of Health. Difficulty with basic reading and language skills are the most common learning disabilities. As many as 80% of students with learning disabilities have reading problems. And learning disabilities often run in families. Well, these are some, this is some of the research that I found while preparing for this awesome subject that we're going to talk about. Because as parents, we love and we want our children to grow up with strong confidence, with knowing they can do anything they want to do. And this year, this, in this day and time, there are so many challenges out there that we want to open as many doors as we can for our children. Well, my guest today is Karen Lutz. Karen is a mother of three. Now, she's also an author, a speaker, and shares her wealth of practical therapeutic experience with vision, heart, and playfulness. Karen is a licensed speech-language pathologist, California-accredited teacher, and executive director who established Brain, Bo Brain Boost Academy 23 years ago. 
She has a passion for this project, and the Academy is a cognitive training center focused on solving homework struggles, ADHD, dyslexia, dyslexia, sensory and communication challenges through a proprietary functional evaluation and remediation process. And she's going to tell us more about that. So I welcome you, Karen. Karen, we are just waiting for this knowledge that you're going to share with us today. Because as a mother, I know the stress of being able to sit down with a child that just really can't focus on homework and get it well, done. Well, I'm I am here to help with uh, you know sharing you know some great information to help anyone who's going through that. Um, challenge either experiencing it personally as an adult or mm-hmm. um, for their child, and you know they know how stressful it can be at home and how how worrisome it can be because you know we're wondering like is 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 it just going to be this year? Is next year going to be different? How mm-hmm. long is this going to continue? Mm-hmm. And it's exhausting uh, because we we see that. Our kids are so capable of being able to do many things, but why can't, why can't, um, you know, my daughter, you know, complete this assignment? Why can't she just sit down in her chair? Right. (laughs) Yes. Um, You know, or why is the teacher calling her out in class or, you know, she's fine at home? You know, there's... I talk to parents every day and, you know, about the challenges they're experiencing. And it, it looks a little bit different for every family. Yeah. So. Well, you know, yeah. um, what was your experience? What When you started this 23 years ago, um, what was it that made you want to start this school or this uh, center learning Center. Well, I know you had the education, yeah. but um, where does your story really start? Yeah, so I graduated from San Diego State University with my master's degree, and um, and I just knew that I wanted to change the world. You know, I <laughs> wanted to do something that was creative. I, I've mm-hmm. always loved to talk and to kind of counsel and listen, uh, mm-hmm. and I loved children and. Um, you know, and helping people, period. So I, I think I just, I just knew that I needed to kind of branch out in a wider way. So I started out working in hospitals and, and another person's private practice and did some home-based therapy for younger kids as well as adults and yeah. uh, kind of home health. And mm-hmm. uh, some some of those have had, some of the adults had strokes, so I was working on cognitive skills, yes. you know. Then and then, yeah. um, you know, I uh, had my you know I got married, had my third child, and then really realized I need flexibility, mm-hmm. and which is kind of <laughs> funny because I'm thinking I'm going to start you know m- my own um, organization so that I can create more flexibility in my family life, but didn't really think it all the way through because the busiest time for, you know, my students come and clients coming in, um, mm-hmm. is after school hours, 
you know, during right. the school year, oh, and uh, which is exactly when, you know, I'd like to be home with my children. So, yeah, you, need you to know, be home. <laughs> you don't have a perspective when they're babies. Yeah. So I have three kids and one's in yeah. college, one just graduated high school and the other one's entering high school this fall. Wow. And all um, that, Karen, I'm going to stop you here sure. so we can go to break and then we can get into your family. But I understand you had mm-hmm. really four children. <laughs> You no, three. Oh, right. <laughs> By the time. Yes, that's right. That's right. So we will be back to learn Karen's story as she shares with us her uh, growth and how she developed the Brain Boost Academy. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. My husband was laughing as he was reading about the differences between men and women. According to the article, men get single tusks or hiccups more often than women. Everyone knows that women are better at multitasking than men. I'm good at both multitasking and procrastinating, which means right now there are 28 things that I'm putting off until later. What's another word for a person who puts everything off until the last minute? A cunctator. Women blink nearly twice as much as men. And while men can read smaller print than women, women can hear better. In fact, when a woman says, what? She heard you. She's just giving you a chance to change what you said. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wave. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We are talking today with Karen Lutz, and Karen is a licensed speech-language pathologist and a California-certified teacher and executive director of her dream baby here, which is Brain Boost Academy of 23 years old. And so, anyway, Karen, before we went to break, I kind of had to interrupt you there, but you were going into telling how did you get on the path you're on right now and, and create Brain Boost Academy. Why was that born? Yeah, absolutely. So I started working with, uh, I opened up my private practice, which at the time was called the Speech and Learning Coach. And mm-hmm. well, it was actually, I guess it was just, this, um, yeah, it was, I did call it the Speech and Learning Coach. But then what I did was I was primarily working with uh, children that had, speech and language difficulties and Mm -hmm. so many of them were also struggling in school with reading writing and math spelling whatnot and the parents were asking me if i could help them with their children 
And, you know, I did work in the schools. I got a lot of training with resource specialists, but we didn't actually get to implement a lot of the trainings that I went to, although I was very interested in them. And my husband um, is a teacher and actually teaches reading. So uh, Mm. I actually went to him first and said, how do I help these kids at a a deeper level? And, Mm -hmm. And just to explain to the listeners that the speech sounds that we use for speaking and and um, you know reading um, well language I'll say are mm-hmm. the same sounds that we use for you know this academics reading and writing and spelling and uh, you know when we're reading we're actually matching the sounds that we speak with with a visual um, you know concept of this these a letter or combinations of letters. And there's a lot of language in reading and comprehension in reading, as there is in listening. And so it was a really nice tie, tie-in together, and I really wanted to help these, these children. So, we, um, so then I kind of evolved into a multi-sensory um, learning and communication center, mm-hmm. and then um, gradually uh, expanded and started um, to... Just, I, I actually, I had a home office at the time and mm-hmm. then expanded into a, a real place where, you know, <laughs> I had to rent space and there's a transformation right there. Um, yeah, a grown-up business. <laughs> <laughs> a grown-up business. You know, I mm-hmm. took a business class um, mm-hmm. because I really wanted to do it well. I knew what my dreams were, but I didn't know the questions to ask, so a really, you know, a good therapist doesn't make a good business owner. And right. my, I really, there's, there's this quote from Mother Teresa that, um, that I, that I have on this beautiful pewter angel that I bought. I think it was a Christmas ornament, but, um, I just bought it to hang on my wall and it says, I can do no, uh, great things, only small things of great love. And this is when I was in my home office, and I had it hung there, and I just kept contemplating that because I think that's beautiful, but I kept feeling this urge, this pulling to expand um, so that I could create a ripple effect and help more people because, yes, each each person I'm with face-to-face, I can, you know, share great love and, and make some really nice transformations, but um, what if if I could do it in a bigger way? What if I can help more people? And so I just knew that I needed to learn how to, um, you know, be a a good employer, um, Mm -hmm. how to train people, how Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, the quality of people that that were working with me was critical. And so that's how I um, expanded. I kept asking questions and seeking answers, and it's funny how they sort of fall in your lap when you're, I don't know, either on the computer or thinking or yeah. <laughs> reading a book, whatnot. Right, right. And um, I've always been really curious. So, so that's what it was. I went into um, a, a physical space that I rented uh, originally mm-hmm. with an occupational therapist, and then, um, and then now we're in a, a shopping center, and um, we have about 2,500 square feet, and so there's space to move, and and then also classrooms that we right. work with students one to one. Right. So now, so the, uh-huh. the challenge of actually 
working with somebody with a child that has learning disabilities really came home when you're when you have when you face this with your own daughter didn't you have that experience yes you know I have two primary passions in my life and that's like yeah. the first is my family and the second mm-hmm. is empowering others to reach their potential in learning right. and those two passions collided in a way that completely <laughs> changed my life Yes. It changed my daughter's life and yes. the lives of, of hundreds of others. Mm-hmm. Um, so sadly, by third grade, my daughter was saying, I am the stupidest kid in class. Mm-hmm. And oh, it, it hurt was your heart. heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband was a teacher. I was a speech pathologist. I was running the multisensory tutoring and communication center, not yet a brain training center. Um, oh, that okay. was the transformation that that happened later yeah. um, because of her. And um, when her school has suggested that she repeat third grade, mm. and I have a social, um, you know, happy-go-lucky little girl who was miserable and withdrawing socially and was, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. And so to, and so that was not going to work. There's no way that, you know, she would just, it, it would just beat down her self-esteem even more. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, we, as educators, my husband and I didn't even know how to close the gap for our intelligent daughter. And mm-hmm. we were so worried about her future. Um, so at homework time, it was a nightmare. And I know so many parents, um, they, they know exactly what I'm talking about. But I basically started out, um, I kind of created this continuum. Every night I would go through it. So I would begin helping her with this super, like, motivational cheerleading attitude. And, mm-hmm. um, but then she would be, you know, asking for a snack or she's, like, whining and moaning um, you know, then she's rolling on the floor and I'm like, just get in the chair now, you know? And so, yeah. um, so well, okay, that wasn't the cheerleader part. So I would go from a cheerleader. Next, I would then transition into a very structured coach. So mm-hmm. I would be like, okay, come on. We got to, you know, put yeah. on our big girl panties. We got to do this because, you know, this is due tomorrow. And, you know, I, you want to feel really good about yourself. Then that would progress to, um, you know, being a threatening parent saying, you know, dessert was a big thing for her. You're not getting dessert tonight. If you don't finish this, you've got five minutes. Yeah. I mean, literally, she had like three problems to complete. Yeah. And, um, and then, then I transitioned from the threatening parent into a raving lunatic. Right. Pulling out my mm-hmm. hair, yelling at her, uh, you know. Right. Um, she's upset. She's crying. I'm crying. Like nothing got done. So there's no homework that's going to get done unless I do it. So mm-hmm. it was, it was just, um, every night was like that. And it was really affecting my relationship with my daughter, which yeah. prior to that was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was all about gearing up for who's going to help her with homework. And, and I got one more night of it. Like, yeah. oh, then, then that, let's just take it one day at a time. Yeah. Karen, so, in that situation, mm-hmm. do you really recommend parents to not try to be the teacher 
but get somebody that mm. can address those issues. I know distance is sometimes easier in um in my own relationship dealing with just my parents. Um mm-hmm. sometimes it's easier not to be the caretaker and let somebody else step in and do that role. Is that mm-hmm. feasible? Is that a would that be a recommendation? Well, I, I always joke that, like, it would be so great if, um, you know, parents could just switch their children at homework time with another parent because right. <laughs> they're, they're, your child is not going to have that, you know, attitude mm-hmm. and behavior with someone else. They're always right. perfect angels. So I think that, that would be a great thing. But really what it comes down to, though, is when it's a nightly battle or your child requires so much tutoring, you know, to get mm-hmm. through school, which is, mm-hmm. you know, really expensive. And at what point does it stop? Because, um, and that's a stress on the family too, to continuously have to, you know, be driving somewhere and, yes. and, um, you know, preparing for the next test. Can we get in to see the tutor before the test on Friday and, you know, things like that. But right. that's just an indication that there's something else going on with your child, uh, with your child and your child's brain that there's some wiring that isn't, we'll call it complete. And so, um, you know, I think that when you start seeing that, like, your child can't just sit down to focus, that your child um, seems lazy, you know, or, Mm -hmm. you know, you might be questioning, does my child have a learning problem? You know, a lot of times it's just because you know your child is bright, how can they actually be struggling? I mean, come mm-hmm. on, you know what they're capable of. They've been able to do something similar, yeah. and now they can't. So that inconsistency is a big red flag uh, for right. parents to know that there's something else going on. And, um, you know, tutoring actually isn't the answer because it's not going to fix the problem. It's fine for short-term uh-huh. solutions. If, yeah. if, if um, you know, so as far as... Yeah. So, so my answer so it, to your question is, yes, it'd be great to hand your child off to someone else or to maybe have a tutor that helps get through homework. But if you're really looking at fixing the problem and reducing mm-hmm. the, the worry that you have and the frustration that both you and your child are experiencing, um, mm-hmm. and it's not just that. It doesn't just end there because often, it's, you know, the uh, other parent is, is seeing what's going on and, and it creates stress in the whole family. And then the other kids in the family are not getting the attention they also deserve. So parents feel really guilty about, you know, the time it takes to just sit with their child and do hours of homework, which is similar to taking your child to tutoring. You're the tutor, you know. Well, it's also mm -hmm. one of the things that I see as you're talking, and I know in my own life, that you program, we program messages to ourselves that say, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm not smart enough. Okay, I can't be the leader in the group. Okay, I can't do this. And so we spend our adult life overcoming those limiting beliefs that we take on as children. And they become what run our lives. So yeah, hopefully you, you know, do hopefully you do overcome them, but most adults do not. I mean, we're so the impressions that are made upon us and that we sometimes bring upon ourselves when we're children, because that's how we perceive the world. 
as right. you know, not fair, and everyone can do it, and I can't. Well, we're going it to go really... to a break here, Karen, and we will okay. be back to talk more about these abilities that are created in our in our younger years. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. years ago, some fishermen off the coast of Italy discovered some pottery along with fish in their nets. Divers were called out and discovered an ancient Roman ship whose galley, or caboose, a nautical term for kitchen, was extremely intact. Some of the food uncovered on board was pickled fish, wine, oil, and grain used to make the ship's biscuits, otherwise known as dandy funks. It is thought the 2,000-year-old boat was probably on its way to Spain when it sunk and was covered by layers of mud, baggy wrinkles and all. Baggy wrinkles are another name for the ship's ropes. The mud protected the ship from wear, explaining why the leftover food on board was still in such good condition. We land lovers may not be familiar with leftovers on the sea, but we are familiar with leftovers in our kitchen. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We are saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Karen Lutz and I have been talking about, mainly I'm supporting her, and she is talking about Brain Boost Academy, her creation, where she in her own life discovered through her daughters that they had trouble doing homework, getting through homework. And she, because of her training in education as being a speech therapist and so on, she recognize these signs of learning um, difficulties. So, Karen, I made the statement, you know, when a parent is struggling with uh, trying to help a child with homework and that's Mm -hmm. not working, um, that maybe they just go out and get a tutor. But you Mm -hmm. kind of explained it's more than just a tutor that needs to be uh, Yeah, typically. Absolutely. And, you know, um, I mean, I was tutoring my daughter at home, and, and so it wasn't just, um, you know, the clash of, you know, control there, but right. there was more to it. She was frustrated, and um, and I was frustrated because I didn't understand, and I'm a specialist in the area, not, not yeah. as much as I am now. I didn't understand the whole bigger picture, and that's really what I kind of want to share so that anyone who's listening can understand at another, at a 
kind of deeper level what might be going on with your child and being able to see your child in a in a different I'll call it like a paradigm, a different model, so that you can at least uh, kind of have a direction to go. And, um, you know, so basically with my daughter, um, you know, we do homework, right? And then I, I, I just wanted to, like, I love her so much, but I didn't know if I was going to wring her neck or what was going to happen. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I just wanted, I'm, it's frustrating because you want so much for your child to be successful and you're doing everything you can to help them, but then they're not receiving that help. And so it, it you know, creates anger and resentment and frustration mm-hmm. and worry. And, um, you know, I basically became a mom on a mission to save my daughter's spirit because, again, third grade was not going to be repeated. There's just no right. way. Um, That was going to be the answer. And I knew that while I would love to have one more year of, you know, to, you know, if if she were to repeat third grade, let's just say, and it wasn't Mm going to affect her socially, emotionally, that um, I needed a break. Like, to have an easier year sounded kind of good to me because I knew that year would be so much easier just repeating the -hmm. information. And so, but then I knew Come fourth grade, when she actually does go into a new grade, it was going to be the same hell all over again. So I did right. not want to repeat that. Like it was, um, that it's, it really was not a, a place. I felt like I had no options. And so I literally became a mom on a mission to save her spirit, mm-hmm. to solve her learning and attention problems. Um, I began devouring the latest brain research and studies. And I'd always you know, been reading them, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. and, but they weren't saying like where these changes were happening in the brain. I'd see before and after pictures, which I actually show it up on my, um, on my website, brainboostacademy.com. There's a free video that you can, um, watch and, and it kind of shows a little bit of the brain research and I kind of share my, my story a little bit there, but, um, yeah. so I, I started investigating every viable program available, I had to figure out how to boost her brain so that she could be independent with learning. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I basically boiled my research and over 20 years of experience down to about three key elements Mm -hmm. that um, helped me to understand and basically logically help her. And then I started helping many other people. So um, can I share those kind of Oh, sure. Tell us those three. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so much I can share, and obviously I can um, bring it down in even tighter level when I know someone's exact issues and, and, and what's going on for them. But the mm-hmm. first key is that um, it's critical to know the difference between the symptoms you see in your child and the root cause of those symptoms. So, um, and, you know, back to tutoring, tutoring really is kind of addressing the symptoms, is mm-hmm. not necessarily getting at the root of what's going on. So right. if you can picture an iceberg, you know, what you see above the water represents uh, your child's symptoms and struggles, like poor attention, uh, challenges in schools, like reading and math. And then, um, and then what's actually causing the, those symptoms, and, and behavior can also be a symptom, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's Children oh, yeah. are just a behavior problem. That is a symptom right. of something else that's going on. It's a way for your child to be communicating uh, something going on. Anxiety, again, another symptom. 
And so, um, so what's actually causing your child's symptoms and struggles is below the water surface on the iceberg. Mm-hmm. And, and if you've ever seen an iceberg, it's really huge underneath the water, right? So right. It, that is that. What that is, those are the reasons for the symptoms that we're not really aware of. And in the schools and in tutoring, they're not looking at these areas. Um, but that right. would include weak cognitive processing skills, and mm-hmm. and they are used to think with, and they include, you know, uh, your child's memory or working memory. Mm-hmm. their attention skills, auditory processing, which auditory processing isn't if your child can hear, it's when they do hear, does it connect correctly to the brain? Mm-hmm. And if not, okay. is it more like crossed wires? So then your child's not getting the whole message. They might be getting bits and pieces. So if your child says, huh, a lot, or needs repetition to you know, follow directions, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not able to take notes in class, um, you know, missing lots of information, things like that. And then mm-hmm. um, visual processing, which is, uh, there's many aspects to visual processing. One is, um, you know, can your child visualize when you tell them a story? Can they picture the story in their head or conceptualize? Yeah. But the, mm-hmm. another part of visual processing is, Again, it's not can you see, but when you do see something, can, you know, do the eyes move, um, you know, from left to right when they're reading in that that kind of oval fashion because it's it's almost more of a circular, um, or are the eyes jumping? And -hmm. are both eyes looking at the same word or same letters, you know, when they're reading? Is one eye, you know, are they kind of converging, coming together? Or is it one eye looking at this word and the other one's eye is looking at the next word? And so they're kind of confused because they're seeing multiple. You know, so there's a lot of aspects to, you know, what we're seeing on the iceberg. Mm-hmm. So the second um, key for parents is that you, you really need to know that there's hope for your child's future because of the new brain research that proves brain plasticity. Um, this was the whole, like, this is what I was hanging my hat on because I kept, <laughs> for my daughter when I was speaking, because I kept seeing before and after pictures of functional MRIs of, um, and spec scans and, you know, things where I was seeing that, you know, a child didn't have blood flow and innervation to certain areas in their brain while they were reading. So, um, the, so the child's alert while they're scanning their brain. And then you'd see an after picture that looks more like a typical child's brain with blood flow in those areas. And I was like, this is fascinating. Where are those mm-hmm. programs? And mm-hmm. so that's what I went to, to, to find out. Um, and so, um, so new neural pathways can be created to make permanent improvements so that learning is easier. Mm-hmm. And these changes occur in the iceberg below the water surface, um, and they're responsible for boosting and improving the symptoms that are above the water. So you address what's below the root problem, and then it changes the symptoms. They go away, um, or they significantly get reduced. And, you know, kind of, you know, you had said, 
in the intro about you were quoting, I think, something you read that said, you know, learning disabilities are something you'll always have. That hasn't been what we have experienced, and, mm-hmm. um, and we see it disproven over and over. That's like saying your brain can't change. So, right. you know, when we're looking at the types of children we're working with, we actually work with teens and adults as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, I'm just going to say children um, because I'm probably, you know, talking to a lot of mothers um, or people who love a child and <laughs> would mm-hmm. love to see I, them, you know, have yeah. more support and help. That um, that the, um, you know, the underlying parts of, of what's going on in that iceberg um, are, are those changes that have to happen in the brain. And, um, you know, it, it used to be thought, even when I was in graduate school, the brain you have is a brain you'll always have, that your IQ can't change. But when you look at what makes up an IQ score, it's all those processing skills. Well, mm. we can change those processing skills. So let's say dyslexia. That's a really popular, um, you know, a lot of people get diagnosed with dyslexia or parents think their child might be dyslexic or there's maybe they're dyslexic themselves, and, um, and so dyslexia um, has, there's a lot of processing skills that you need in order to be a successful reader and speller and whatnot. So auditory processing of sounds and having good phonemic awareness, which is part of auditory processing, yeah. that, they need those skills, and they also really need strong visual processing skills. And often both of these areas are weak. You address those skills at their root at just the right level for that person and right. keep, you know, working right. on them and creating new neural pathways. And, again, like those pictures I was seeing, get blood flow and innervation yeah. to those areas right. of the brain, get it connected again. And, and then we see huge changes in their abilities, and our goal is to help them be as independent as possible. When you're independent with reading, I don't mean that you're going to be the you know top reader in the class, but if you're independent, that's not a disability anymore. A right. disability requires yeah. someone to hold your hand through the whole you know right. process, you know, or struggle yeah. along. Well, this subject um, is so mm-hmm. big. I mean, it's so, it's so deep, big. it's so right. wide, and you're changing these. We'll we'll talk about how you change these at your, in your program, at mm-hmm. your academy when we come back from this break. And I think that you've you've covered number one and number two, and we still have number three to go through. We do, but yep. But when you come back. We will t- be talking more about with Karen Lutz. Now, her website is brainboostacademy.com. You may want to go there and look at her website. She offers a lot for you there. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. 
Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. It's words you never heard. We have a book titled The Art of Doing Nothing by Veronica Vien in our guest room by the bed. I'm telling you, this book is an impossible challenge. In the state of Maine, it's said that someone who bottoms chairs for a living is lazy, presumably because one's bottom is perpetually in the chair. To sozzle means to laze around or perform a task in a sloppy way. The word is mainly found in New England. A quote from 1848 describes the term as used by housekeepers in certain parts of Connecticut to refer to a lazy person. Other words for lazy people are abbey lubbers, scabberlatchers, and slaughter pooches. To me, the ultimate love lolly is someone who is too lazy to even fake like they're working. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Karen Lutz has shared with us today the genius of her program, which is Brain Brute. Brain Boost Academy. Excuse me, Karen, couldn't get it out. But Karen and I met at the Harvard Faculty Club last December, and and she has also spoken on many TV stations where she shared three things to never say to a child with ADHD. Do you have that on your website, Karen? I I don't. Well, you need to put it on there. Yeah. Running a busy business and not having an IT specialist, there you go. (laughs) She is also working on her forthcoming book, Boost Your Child's Brain, Create Your Child's Roadmap for Attention, Learning, Behavior, and Communication Skills, which would be awesome. But, uh, Karen, you had told us the three things that you have learned, uh, Mm -hmm. three keys to a cell solving attention learning and communication skills and you want to quickly review those and we can get to the third one sure sure so the first one is just to know the difference between the symptoms you see in your child and the root cause of those symptoms and just to be aware that there you may not know the root cause but to know that there there is there's a cause for those symptoms Mm -hmm. and um and it usually and and that it relies in the processing skills that are needed in order to be successful in school, in communication, behavior, and, you know, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second key is that, you know, there's, you know, hope for your child's future in the new brain research that has proven that your child's brain can change. And, um, and this is what's going to affect what's below the surface of the water on that iceberg. Yeah. So the third one that I haven't mentioned yet is that your child really needs an evaluation that identifies those weak connections in his brain because, um, because that's how you at first kind of, I'll call it like the x-ray, but it's not mm-hmm. like the way you, um, it's not an x-ray, you know, but <laughs> it's through um, standardized 
testing as well as observation and criterion reference testing, you know, that um, help us to figure out where are those weak areas. And because those weak areas are the starting points for specialized one-to-one intervention that Mm -hmm. boosts and rewires the brain. So Mm -hmm. um, uh, we have, in, in order to make significant changes in the brain, this is what the brain research shares. And this was, these are like the, what I was going after when I was trying to find programs for my daughter. And um, it's that it needs to be uh, very targeted. And so by ide- doing the evaluation and identifying where those weak areas are, we can then target those connections and, um, and just help create new neural pathways. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the other is it needs to be highly repetitive at Mm -hmm. the right level, so right level of challenge. And so you can kind of Mm -hmm. think of it like weightlifting for your brain, you know, and so it's, um, you know, I'm not going to go pick up a 30-pound weight. I'm probably going to start with a 5- or 10-pound weight and then go up to maybe a 12-pound and then 15 after I, you know, build up to that. And so in order to do that, it has to be sequential because that's what strengthens those neural pathways and, um, and this creates permanent change. So parents want to know oftentimes, you know, so if I do this type of work, does that then, um, you know, if my, if my child goes through this, w- will it carry over into everyday life? And the answer is absolutely, because they're using those neural pathways every single day with everything they're doing, whether it's, you know, academics or communicating with someone or paying attention, um, you know, those Well, I went to your website and I I looked at that questionnaire and it's really, really a good tool. It looks like it would really help a parent identify and focus in on exactly what their child is struggling with. Once they Uh, do this, Mm -hmm. then can they call you or what would be their next step? Mm -hmm. So, you know, if if uh, someone is so inclined to want to get more information about how to help their child specifically, mm-hmm. you know, so, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of, we do, I do have a tool on the website. It's, it's called um, a learning and attention quiz and you'll see a button on the front page under my video. And it says, um, uh, I think it just says take our quiz and, <laughs> and it's actually a download and mm-hmm. it, really lays out the most common symptoms that our parents are seeing in their children or in themselves, right. you know. Yeah. And and so just by going doing that process, it really helps parents kind of go, oh, wait, I'm kind of seeing problems in, it's categorized, so mm-hmm. in these areas. Now, again, right. that's what's above the water surface. Most parents mm-hmm. can say, I'll tell you what's wrong with my kid, you know. But it's just a right. way to kind of really have a moment to stop, breathe, think about what's going on with your child, the symptoms you're seeing, and it mm-hmm. categorizes them. And then um, if you want to take that discussion further, I do have some consultation um, times available where we can go over specifically those challenges and then what next steps could look like. Um, we do have some families that come in long distance, um, mm-hmm. but primarily we're serving, you know, families locally. And, um, you know, we're slowly going to be adding more centers, but, like, 
not through a franchise because then we lose kind of control over the quality and quality over quantity is is way more important. This is not something you can do on Skype. No. Um, There are some some things that we can do via Skype and, um, you know, we, but most of what we do is one-to-one. And so Mm -hmm. we have families come in for intensive intervention for a week to four weeks. Yeah. And, um, but, but some of it doesn't have to be done that way. And, and, and it's, at the very least, I can share with people what they could do. So there is no one else in our area that does all of what we do because we have to do a lot with body movement and getting brain connection through, mm-hmm. through movement and primitive reflex, uh, work and, um, as well as, you know, sitting across a table one-to-one with microphone and headphones on, and the child has a microphone and headphones on, and we're um, giving them immediate uh, feedback and correction, um, a, a model, and so right. it's helping with auditory processing, et cetera. So there is no charge for this. This is your free offer. Oh, ab- I can ab- absolutely. Yeah, this. it's free. I'm, I'm all about sharing the sharing the good information and, yeah. and um, you know, hopefully I can help someone who is, you know, struggling with, with that. And I think that watching the video will also help, which kind of reinforces what I've already shared. You know, yeah. um, I, one thing I didn't mention is that, you know, after working with my daughter, um, actually she wouldn't really work with me well, so I had to train one of my, one of my uh, team members to work with her. Um, but fortunately within a few months, uh, my daughter's confidence had increased. Um, she became so much more successful at school. She was mm-hmm. independent with her homework. Um, mm-hmm. And that was due to the effective brain training. Again, back to that transformation that I'm going to share here, that her success propelled a really big shift in my organization. And throughout the um, my nine years of research since I went through that with her, I've really created the most thorough evaluation process um, so we can mm-hmm. really get down to, like, what do we need to do to help change the way the brain is working? You know, a lot of people talk about, um, you know, let's work around it and, work, you know, teach a child to their strengths. Well, right. that's awesome. Do that at school. Parents can do that. But what it comes down to for me is I want the transformation in the brain to occur so that the child doesn't struggle anymore and so that there's less worry at home. Um, And, um, and basically, and then the other part after, you know, the evaluation process is we've compiled the best cognitive programs available that target specific weak areas and connections in the brain that everything is easier um, Karen, and so do you do is, this uh-huh. through audio or visual? Um, uh, well, we primarily we do it in person. That's my most preferred because there's nothing okay. like that. But right. next best is there's some things that we can test, um, you know, through, like, like I said, through Skype or um, th- that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think that my overall message for for parents is that there is a proven way to help your child and the Mm -hmm. answers come from the latest brain research. Um, Unfortunately, children can't grow out of a processing problem with time. The gap will only widen. Um, A lot of times people think, well, we'll just wait. We'll see if he grows out of it. Kids do not grow out of processing problems. 
Um, and just doing tutoring and hours of homework will just help them cope with the symptoms. It's basically, mm-hmm. again, dealing with the tip of the iceberg like a mm-hmm. Band-Aid. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, parents truly deserve to reduce the stress levels at home, right. to get their time back in the evening, and mm-hmm. to not have to worry about their child's future. Um, and then their children really, you know, you talked about how it can affect you as an adult. You know, your child deserves to learn efficiently, um, mm-hmm. to really know that he's competent and believe that he is enough because that competence builds confidence. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, there, there right. are ways to rethink learning and attention that are really, really successful um, in ways that parents never imagined possible, even though they've taken their kids to, you know, um, the right. psychologist and yeah. group, you know, long classes. And, people. Yeah, the long Karen, <laughs> you have, today has been so informational. I mean, you have given us so many options for the parent that is struggling with this child, and there is more parents struggling than than. um we would like to think it is really an issue with the increase of computers and all of that and the the noises that we go through it, it is only increased this in our children's learning mm-hmm. abilities so i really encourage my listeners to call you take this go to the website take this test call you and get some direction to help their child go get on the sex the path to success. So I thank you very, very much for being part of my program today. You were the queen today as far as knowledge and just helpful ideas to help someone transition through this this part of their life and help create a new life for their child. So I thank you very much for being my guest today. And we will see you next week with another interesting, uh, fruitful program. Thanks for being with us today. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services and 